0: It is my very great pleasure to introduce you to Megan, who is yeah, hello, yes, yeah, right response, exact right response. Uh, we've been having different seminars with different people in our afternoons, looking at being a musician uh, within the worship, uh, within worship, and also within just secular music. And uh, Megan is a very great friend of mine, but you also might know her as Megan Lara May as a pop artist. We've been listening to some of her tunes. Uh, just before we started, and um, yeah, are you guys ready to crack on? Fantastic. Megan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Hello, can you hear me? You're all good. Um, okay, so my name is Megan Lic- Nicholas, um, I'm married to the lovely Joel over there, who's the one screaming, um, but you might know about maybe by my artist name, Megan Laramie, um, I am from Birmingham, I don't sound like it. Um, but I moved down to Brighton about four years ago um, to study songwriting at BIM. Um, and I stayed there in Brighton. Uh, me and my husband uh, met on my first week of church in Brighton. Um, and yeah, hi- the rest is history. We're now married. Um, yeah, we are. Nice punch in the air. Um, I studied at BIM. I studied songwriting. Um, what else? I am a worship leader at Emmanuel Church in Brighton. Um, one thing about my um, my style as a worship leader, I love to bring like electro-pop vibes into into worship leading, so um, the band that I play with um, at church is also the same band I play with outside of church, so the sound that we do outside of church is what we bring into church. We love to be creative for that, we love to push the boat out, um, and that's our, that's our vision with worship. Um, but yeah, outside of church, I... Um, I do a number of projects. I work for, um, I work as a freelancer at the BBC in um, in TV and radio. Um, what else do I do? I work for the Comms team at Emmanuel, and I teach a number of the youth who is some of you are here, um, just piano and vocals, and I love it. My main project is music, which is my artist name Megan Laramie. I write, record, I release, I gig. I love it, um, and yeah, I released an EP last year called Into Daylight, and you can hear it on Spotify. Um, and, yeah, that's about me, really.
0: Fantastic. Wow, um, oh, this is fun. It's going well. These guys are pretty loud to the left of us, huh? Or oh, stage right, yeah. Um, I'll just be equally loud. Why don't you tell us? No, I won't do that. Why don't you tell us about your journey into the music industry? How you got there, how it's going, all of that.
1: Yeah, so I did think it was um, good to talk about um, a bit about my story before I talk about walking with Jesus in the music industry um, because my story ties a lot into to why I'm here today and why I'm in the music industry so here's my story um, so I didn't grow up in a Christian family um, we did go to church uh, but it was more we went to church to get my brother into the school connected to the church so it wasn't because we had a relationship with God or anything like that um, but I went to a church choir at church and um, met some lovely people who are my age. I was a young teenager um, and we went to a youth group connected to the church. Um, and yeah, one summer we went to Soul Survivor, which is, um, if you don't know what Soul Survivor is, it's quite like New Day, um, but it's over on the other side of the country. Um, and... So we went to Soul Survivor, and um, all these people were like praying and stuff. And I didn't really think anything of it. Um, people, some people might have cried, some people might have shouted. I just, I thought, oh, nothing's really going on. I, I was unaffected by it. Um, so jump a few years ahead. Um, I am in my final two years of school, and um, my dad finds a, half, um, a half-brother, long-lost half-brother, on a genealogy site, which is quite rare. Um, and turns out he's somewhat connected to the music industry and so he takes him under his wing and um, as a manager and, um, and we were working um, in a management relationship for about three months um, turns out he was conning us out of 20 grand, which is quite hard. Um, we had this film deal that supposedly was set up. Um, we'd been doing loads of gigs in, in high-end hotels um, and all these different things, and we thought we were paying him money um, to give to those people, but um, eventually find out, found out that he was just taking it all for himself, So, which racked up to about 20 grand. And at 17, um, I was very upset. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I thought I'd been like robbing my parents because it was the money that they were spending on me to give to him. So I was, I was in quite a bad situation. But the, the week that that management relationship ended, um, my best friend at school at the time invited me to her church, which was Vineyard Church in, um, in Birmingham. And I very reluctantly said, fine, if it will make you happy. Um, so I went. And then uh, on that Sunday, it was like someone had been stalking me. Like the preach was just so on point. Um, and so she asked if I wanted to go for prayer at the end, and I was like, "Oh, fine, okay. If it'll make you happy." Um, so I went for prayer, and I just felt this peace that um, I'd seen other people feel at Soul Survivor a few years before. And I was like, "Oh, I think I think this is real. I think the Holy Spirit is real." So if there was a moment that I I experienced God, that was probably the first moment. But even then. I, um, I didn't really have a relationship with God for a few years, but I knew things in me were changing, because um, he gave me peace in a dark situation, and I was like, only someone could do that. Um, so, after school, um, after my A-levels, I knew I needed a year out, and um, at the end of my year out, I went to Camp America. Does anyone know what Camp America is? It's great. Um, so... I was meant to do physics at university and so I'd got my, all my offers down but the week before um, America I, I just really missed music. I'd been completely put off the music industry by my experience with, with my um, old manager but something in me was like no, you're meant to go do music and um, I just got drawn back in pulled out of all my physics offers, which my parents weren't too happy about, um, and applied for BIM in Brighton, which I got into a week later. So I'm in America, had a great summer. I'd, um, I just finally decided I wanted to go to a church and make this, my, make this a commitment now. So um, I Googled, whilst I was in America, I Googled student church in Brighton. And, um, and Church of Christ the King, which is what Emmanuel used to be called, um, came up. And I was like, cool, I'll go there. Um, so on my last day in America I'm in Times Square um, and it's really busy, it's the end of summer it's a Sunday, super busy and I'm like oh I'm on my own, what shall I do so um, I know that Hillsong is in Times Square and if if you don't know what Hillsong is, it's like a a mega church and we sing a lot of their songs like What a Beautiful Name, those kind of things Um, so I'm like great, okay, I'm going to go to Hillsong today um, but Hillsong is in like a Broadway theatre, so it's not like Hillsong, it's like finding Cats the Musical. So I'm getting really lost, there's thousands of people around, and I go to this one person, I say, do you know where Hillsong is? And she goes, oh, you're from England. And I'm like, oh, you're from England. And she goes, whereabouts are you from? And I said, I'm from Birmingham, but moving down to Brighton. And she goes, oh, I'm from Brighton. Have you got a church when you go there? And um, I said, I've Googled this one, and I think it's called Church of Christ the King or something. And she goes, oh yeah, I've just moved here from Church of Christ the King. And I was like, man, how can I I'd be walking past thousands of people, Hillsong's got about a thousand people in there as well. And the one person I bump into, um, and I talked to, go, went to a small church in, in the south coast of England. I thought that was a pretty solid God moment. Um, so yeah, moved down to Brighton the following Wednesday um, went to church on the Sunday, met my now husband. Um, he was getting baptized the week later, and he took me to baptism prep, um, where I decided I wanted to give my life to God, and um, I got baptized a few months later, um, which was incredible. But yeah, I think it's pretty incredible. When I was when I was prepping for this seminar, I was just reflecting on the, on God's goodness and how um, I could go through that dark situation with my um, with my half uncle, um, my manager. And even just be like sitting here right now and talking about life in the music industry, I just would never have thought of that. So, um, yeah, I just want to encourage you that God's good and that he's got a plan for your life. and It's really exciting.
0: Fantastic. Fab. So um, I know you well and I know that um, you have a really strong sense of calling to the music industry. And things like not doing physics and stopping that and running after, even some decisions you made in the last year. We're going to go for this music thing. Uh, I wonder if you could talk to us a little bit about what it means to be called. Um, anyone here feels like they've got a calling into the music music industry. And just, yeah, talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, okay. So I'm just going to read something. Um, in Romans 11, verse 29, it says, For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. i said say that again. For the gifts and calling of God are without Repentance. So, without repentance, that little phrase essentially means that God won't change his mind about, about your calling despite anything you do. So if, you, if you're obedient or disobedient to the calling, God's not going to change his mind about that. He keeps his promises and he won't turn back on them. So I've known that for my own life. Um, obviously, I got put off by the music industry and didn't want to ever go back to it, but that didn't really matter because if God's called me to the music industry I can I can say no to it for a few years but if he's called me somewhere he's going to put me there eventually and so it wasn't until I started to to want God to take complete hold of my life and that I started to accept that and um even then I I was like oh is, is it right is it not I've had a bad experience here um God God's spirit is so powerful and his Holy Spirit just gave me so much peace about it. Um, so yeah, I just want to encourage you that um, if you're battling with a question, what's my calling? Please just tune in to him and pray to him because he, he does provide peace and um, yeah, he will bring the peace when, you, when your understanding doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I wanted to say another story. So there's a couple of people in the room that might know this story. Um, I've got some friends who um, live down in Brighton They're amazing parents. They've been like spiritual parents to me. Um, They, what am I going to say? They've got three kids. They've got a studio on the top floor. um, And they're just brilliant people. Um, But anyway, 20 years ago, God spoke to them about writing songs. And um, God didn't say when or how that might look, like when that would happen. Um, But it doesn't really matter. Um, So so 20 years ago, uh, God spoke to them, and they patiently waited for 20 years um, to start seeing that calling come through. And this year... It was the first year that they started to see that to come through. They now run songwriting Fridays for a group, um, a team at our church, um, and it's been incredible. Songwriting Fridays, we just gather and, and we write songs every Friday, as it says in the name. Um, but yeah, and they've also they've also been writers on a number of tracks that we're singing over in the big top this year. But. I just want to encourage you that if God's called you to something, then God's called you to something. And his timing is absolutely perfect. So I want you to hold on to his promise that if he's called you to something, then be still and know that he's God because that promise will come through. Um, Yeah. And finally, if God has called you to something, my advice would be to follow it. Um, uh, For some of you, you might have super supportive friends and family who have latched on to what God's calling you to do and they're praying for you, they're encouraging you, and that's just so exciting. And for some of you here, that might not be the case. Um, for some of you, that might be a really big battle for you. Maybe you have friends and family who just, who don't want you to, for instance, go into the music industry or anything. Um, but yeah, I know, I know that for myself, um, and this was and kind of still is my story, like, um I know I well, i feel like I'm called to the music industry. I feel like God's spoken quite loudly about that. Um, but I have parents who would rather I wasn't there. They'd rather I would taken the physics offer when I could. Um, they'd rather I would be bringing in the big bucks. And I, that's totally acceptable. Like, they're not Christians. And um, that's, that's how they, they want to love me. They want to love me by seeing me making loads of money and things like that. And I think one of my hardest things is wanting to honor them in that because wanting to honour them, I want to honour them from a godly perspective um, which might not look like going and making big bucks um, so yeah, if you're in that position uh, where you, you feel like everything in your path is telling you the opposite to what your calling is telling you please just spend time with him because he's God he's in control, he's our provider I've known him to provide for me in, in the music industry as well and um, he loves you far more than anybody else does So, yeah, please just tune in to him and pray to him. He's capable of a lot.
0: That's great. Um, I want to just quickly, you could touch on that verse you read out. It talks about calling and gifting. I wonder, you're a very gifted person. I think I can say that. Um, And the music industry is full of very gifted people. Um, But I wonder if for some here, the feeling of, am I good enough? Can I sing well enough? Can I play well enough? Is a bit of a problem. I wonder if you could speak a little bit about how gifting works in this industry and what happens if you feel a bit... Um insecure about that
1: yeah, totally, um so some of you might feel called to somewhere, but not think you've got the gifting to see it through um, I've known that in certain areas of life, like I don't know if any of you have ever heard of the thing elevator pitch. do you know what that is? You might learn about it in sixth form, so basically, what that is is like um. An elevator pitch is like a 15-second thing. So imagine you're in an elevator with a super important person that might just change your career. You've got 15 seconds to speak to them and tell them all about you and maybe make a, a, a connection or something. Yeah, I was rubbish at that. I really hated that and would, would not want to go near that at all. Um, but... God has power, and um, he can also provide strength in those areas. So for me, I, I pray to God for him to provide strength in that area. And he totally did. And now it's one of my favorite things to do. I feel like I'm a pro-networker. And I love going up to people and being like, hi, I'm Megan Laramay, and talking about stuff. And um, that's totally from God. Uh, yeah, he, he wants to take us on a journey. It's a whole process. And even, even with music, um, when I came down to Brighton, I'm probably at a much better standard now than where I was four years ago and I'm probably nowhere near the standard I'll be in 10 years time and that's totally fine because we're God's project and God wants to take us on a journey and develop us with time so if you are feeling maybe, I don't know, disheartened by the fact that you you feel like God's called you to somewhere but you just don't have the gifting for it don't be disheartened because you are his project and he will develop you with time and he will teach you just pray for strength in that area and I'm sure he'll bring it through
0: fantastic Um, just taking a slightly different tack being in the music industry as with any workplace can be quite difficult as a Christian um, what you do what you don't do Um, why don't you talk a little bit about what it looks like to be sort of in the world and not of the world in the music industry
1: yes so the in the world not of the world I'll just read the verse as to what that means so in John 17 verses 20 uh, 15 to 21 Jesus is praying to God for his disciples on the night he was betrayed, and it says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So basically, what Jesus is talking about here, um, well, he's asking God for them to not be taken out of the world, but to be protected from the from the evil ways of Satan, and um yeah, that's our role as Christians. We're, we're meant to be in the world, um, and there's a lot of lost people in the world, but we're meant to interact with those people, and that's an exciting opportunity. Um, but we are meant to be protective from, from becoming lost ourselves. So a helpful analogy for this might be like a boat in water. If you put a boat in water, hopefully it's not going to sink. It's meant to float on water and have water surround it. But if water starts to get in, it sinks, and in the same way, we're meant to share the gospel and build the kingdom without letting, um, to, to people that don't know that, without letting unhealthy behavior infiltrate our lives and let water in and sink. Um, so yeah, for some of you, um, you might think, okay, well, an option for this is just completely take myself out the world. And um, yeah, that sounds like an easy option. Um, but what you're doing there is uh, you're being... The, the, we're called to go make disciples of nations. So we're basically by saying, oh, okay, I'll stay away from that. Um, we're being disobedient to that call. And also we're missing out on a massive opportunity to go share the gospel. Like we have a whole church family that is, is not saved yet and we want to we build that kingdom. Um, on the other hand, some people might respond to, to this by... Um, by compromising in areas but that is also a dangerous slope as well because if you compromise in one area what tends to happen is you compromise in another area and you keep compromising and then suddenly you're like that sunken boat in water um, so yeah just just be careful where where you're talking but um, yeah so I'd just say in that area just guard your heart know what you're tempted by um, I think Femi was actually talking about it I don't know if any of you saw the the, the highlights of New Day TV the other day with Femi Collioso He's in a band called Ezra Collective and he mentioned, this is not just the music industry by the way, so um, yeah, I and mean, when, he, when he's on tour, he's totally, um, he's got like uh, that, the behavior, the unhealthy behavior of the music industry, like drugs, uh, sex, alcohol, it's literally everywhere, but you could be a teacher and you could be tempted by stuff, so I wouldn't say, don't go into the music industry because of the un- unhealthy behavior. I just say, guard your heart, um, know what you're tempted by and be accountable. Um, so yeah, Jesus didn't run from the dark. He was, he was with sinners, he was with tax collectors. So yeah, please go put yourself amongst people that need the gospel too. Um, so as I said, some, uh, the music industry has a number of unhealthy behaviors. Um, I mentioned like drugs, those kind of things. I, even in my own story, the, the manager that conned con me out of 20 grand, there's, there's tricksters out there who will try and get their own way and it is an unhealthy industry. It's also an amazing industry. Um, I mean, it provides great platforms for people to, to share what they believe in, which I guess can go one way or another. Um, but for myself, I really want to use that. I want to use that platform to share what I believe in. Um, and one way I do that is through my lyrics. Um, so I don't want to share the gospel so much that it almost cuts off a whole audience, but I do want to share the gospel in a way that I can draw people in. And I, particularly with my lyrics, I want to be positive and uplift people. And I want people to be asking questions, basically. That's, that's my aim as a songwriter. Um, so I've got a number of songs um, that reflect my experiences. Um, one, for instance, is called "From the Ashes," um, which is all about coming out of a dark place and into the light. Um, and I've even I, I've sung that at gigs. And um, I remember my husband like sitting next to a group of people one time at a gig, and they were like, "Is she a Christian?" But nothing in the song actually mentions God or anything. But I do want people to be asking those questions, so that's exciting if people are asking those questions. That's, we're doing the right thing. Um, you all, well, most of you will probably know the "Blinded by Your Grace" song by Stormzy. It's not one of my own. I wish it was. Um, but yeah, Stormzy's a great example. Um, Blinded by Your Grace, if you've heard the lyrics, it's quite, it's quite obviously about God. Um, and I've known some people who have like, heard that song. There's one person who, who's heard that song and they were in the shower and they got hit by the Holy Spirit. And that is an amazing story that, that a song that's like super popular can do, can do a work like that. Jake Isaac is another example of um, being, being in the world but not of it. So um, he was doing a seminar once on on being in the world and not of it. And um, he was talking about before a gig, he will pray with his band and he'll be praying for the supernatural to happen. Such a genius idea, isn't it? It's so good. Um, and because the Holy Spirit is working in us we don't need to be talking about God all the time but we need to be expectant for the Holy Spirit to be working through us and the Spirit of God to just be powerful in the room so um, yeah when he's praying he's praying for arms to grow back when he's singing he's praying for just amazing works to happen in the room and um, these people that attend his gigs are often not just Christians They're, they're, they're anybody so yeah he should be expectant for that and I found that quite encouraging myself when I heard that which is really cool um yeah, so to summarize, basically, our, th- our primary calling is to build the kingdom and share the gospel. Our secondary calling could be anything else, absolutely anything else. It could be in the music industry, it could be a teacher, it could be whatever. Um, but what I want to encourage you to do is know your primary calling, which is to, to build the kingdom and let that guide everything else you do. Let that guide, if you're writing songs, let that guide that, let that be the focus. Um... Yeah, it's an, it's an amazing opportunity to share the gospel. Um, yeah, and some advice for you, as I said, guard your own heart. Be a, get people accountable um, around you who you can just be honest with. That's the best thing. I've got so many people who I'm honest with, like my worship team, my best friends, my husband. Um, yeah, be accountable and know what you're tempted by. Know what, what makes you weak and know that when you're being tempted by those things that you can just pray about it and guard your heart if that makes sense <laughs> um and yeah know the truth inside out and then go go put your boat in the water and make disciples of nations it's an exciting opportunity
0: that's great um i think just staying on that for a minute mm-hmm. is getting a bit more practical has being a Christian ever influenced who you, work, who you work with in the music industry? Have you had to say no to some people, yes to other things?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah it has. Um, I wouldn't say it's crucial to work with Christians, um, but for myself, I, I had a manager um, who, and I went off the music industry, um, and I know that I was very affected by that. And um, even, I did three years at, um, of a degree, and then it, I've graduated, I've been, I've been graduated for a year And it's finally taken me this long. I'm probably like five years away from that management experience now and it's taken me this long to finally want to trust people and bring people into my team um, and I've met people and I've had conversations with them and it's been great about like bringing on a manager um, but actually for me I knew that I wanted to work with someone that would I could pray with that I could, that would know my, um, what the vision is for, for Megan Lara May, know that it's to build the kingdom um, and all that and even just like money and stuff like that like there's not a lot of money in, me, in the music industry. Um, so if you're doing it... I mean, there is, eventually, hopefully. Um, but if you're doing it and you're doing it from a from a godly calling kind of thing, um, that is the best thing to have in mind, that we're doing it to glorify God. Um, and it's actually the times when that happens, when God actually comes through in miraculous ways. So um, yeah, not being fixated on money is great. So the people that I work with are really good at encouraging me with that. Um, but as I say, it's not crucial. It's not crucial to work with Christians. Um, again, like being in the world and not of it, we are called to go reach people. And um, I also work with non-Christians in, in radio, at radio too. Um, and in the TV area. And like, I've had some amazing experiences of, of just talking to them about God. And then, One of the exciting things about working with non-Christians, a lot of the time I'm like, why am I here? Like, what am I meant to do? I I can't share the gospel. But actually, um, I think they said it in the Big Top, if we know him, then show him. And that doesn't always look like showing him with words, but showing we are the church as a people, not not just with the words that we speak. so yeah I've had some exciting times of just sharing the gospel with people and I even had like non-Christians that I work with come to my wedding which was quite obviously a Christian wedding and um so yeah it my conviction does does influence who I work with but it's also exciting to work with other people so it's good
0: fab okay I think we're just gonna I'm gonna ask her one more question and then we'll we'll ask you guys if you've got anything you want to ask so get thinking get, get brewing in your head um You've mentioned some some tough experiences in the music industry, and I know you've had some success, but there's uh, more that you want to do and more that what you want to happen. It's not always easy. What keeps you going when it's tough? What motivates you and what inspires you? And what even influences you creatively as you keep going?
1: Yeah, so I think firstly, a practical point is a daily devotional and prayer time. Like a lot of what I said today, all the encouragements and advice that I've given you, I'm quite rubbish at a lot of them. But I'm just I'm preaching to you guys as much as I'm preaching to myself. Um, so daily devotion and prayer time is so important. Um, getting before God and knowing what is called you to um, it, quite a lot of the time. I, I'm, sometimes I'm soaring in this area and it's those times when I'm, I'm going great at God and the music industry is going great and what I'm going for is great. And I have a lot of times where I'm not, I'm not going great with God. Um, maybe I haven't done a, a morning prayer time. And I'll get to about midday and um, I'm feeling lazy in, in work and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should just give up and look for um, a different job, you know. And actually, it's, it's when, I, when I get to that that I'm thinking oh, wait, it's because I didn't have time with God this morning to remind myself of who I am. (laughs) I'm a child of God, and he's called me, actually, in in my work to go be in the music industry. Um, So, yeah, it is super important to have that daily devotional and prayer time just to remind yourself of who you are, what he's called you to, and where you're going. Um, And also, yeah, just surrounding myself with people um, who can encourage me when I want to give up. So, again, like my my worship team, my friends, um, my family... That if, they, if they encourage me when I feel least encouraged myself, that's, that's great. Um, what else? Okay, so, as I said, my parents aren't Christians. And a lot of the time, um, yeah, they, they want me to look elsewhere and find other options. And a phrase that I hear a lot is, I'm worried about you, Megan. And... Um, I've had to remind myself that I've got a heavenly father who, who doesn't say I'm worried about you, Megan. He's got no worries about me. Um, and he's got a plan for me to prosper. And I went through essentially a wilderness period, if you know what that means. Just like a period of, of not really knowing what's going on around me and uh, where I'm going. And um, this was when we just got married. And I, I didn't really know what I was doing in the music industry I felt like I was having many days where I was just waking up and feeling like, what am I going to do today? I feel a bit useless. I'm, I'm the type of person who loves to have boxes to ticks. I don't know if you like that. I just love ticking boxes and making spreadsheets. That's great. Um, but this wasn't happening. I, I, I wasn't sending emails or anything. And... Um, and one morning, I was like, oh, God, what do you want me to do with my day today? I just feel so useless. And both my husband and my devotional said, write out the prayers, um, sorry, the prophetic words, the pictures, the, the dreams, the images, all that from the last year. And I, So that's what I did. I spent the rest of the day on a Google Doc writing out. I had some voice memos, and I was, I was making sure that every single word was written down perfectly. And um, yeah, it was an amazing time. I spent the whole day doing that. And then at the end of the day, I get an email through from BBC Introducing asking me to come do a showcase. And I was like, are you for real? I've done no work today and they've offered me this. I feel so undeserving of this right now. But that's what God's like. He, he likes to give us stuff when we least deserve it. And he loves, he loves being intimate with you and like knowing for you to know what he's called over your life. And it was so exciting to read these prophetic words and then be like, oh, God, you're doing something. And that's basically what the word was saying. It, yeah, so get with God and um, don't don't be discouraged if you've got seasons where you're not doing stuff because maybe that's what God wants you to do um, and sometimes that's the most mat- motivating thing to do. Um, on a completely different note, lyrics, um, in terms of inspiration, creative inspiration, um, I don't know if you guys were here a few years ago but Jack Winsmeyer did um, a seminar here and his, I feel like his favourite phrase as a, um, as a creative is to say input equals output. What that means is what you're inputting, so like the music that you listen to, um, the kind of lyrics that you listen to, what you read, will become your output. So I have a fun story about this. I've, um, I've written a song called Caribou. Um, some of you might know it. And um, Caribou, a caribou is a reindeer. So it's a bit of an interesting song. Um, and I wrote this song after watching um, Planet Earth. And in Planet Earth, there was, uh, there was this episode where this caribou was being chased across the Canadian tundra by a wolf. And um, it, wasn't, it wasn't super fast, but the, and the wolf was faster, but the caribou had better stamina, and it didn't give up. And um, so it didn't get out-chased. No, at the time, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I feel like God's speaking to me through this. And so afterwards, I went to my piano and wrote a whole song in a, a very short amount of time because um, it felt like the right moment to be writing a song about not giving up and persevering when things are chasing me down. And not only have I now written a song which has racked up about 60,000 streams on Spotify alone, it's also amazing to sing um, because every time I sing it, I'm like... especially when I'm feeling down and I have to sing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, God, you actually want me to carry on um, and not get out-chased by things that are chasing me down. Um, So another song that I have, um, which is not out yet, it's called Jungle. Um, And this one was written um, from a prophetic word that one of the leaders had for me at church. She came over and she was like, Megan, I just see you walking through a jungle. And she interpreted it as... um, what was she, she interpreted me it as a, as me not conforming to the world, but going along the wild paths and um, and I felt, well, I like the imagery of a jungle, and this is a prophetic word, so why don 't I write a song about it and this song also came out in a really quick um, quick time and now it's one of my favourite songs to sing because I get to sing it and remind myself of what God's saying to me as well. So that's also really exciting. And then just on top of that as well, another thing about motivation. Surround yourself with... Um, for me, I surround myself with um, people who are driven. So particularly at like Radio 2, there's some super driven people there, like very driven. And so I get, I get energy from that by surrounding myself with driven people. So whatever works for you, please find it and run with it. It's cool.
0: Fabulous. Well, should we just give Megan a a round of applause? Thank you. Thanks for being so vulnerable with us. Um, I've got this roaming mic, so if anyone wants to ask any questions, I will run and find you. Um, Why don't I give you uh, one minute, turn to the person next to you, say the thing you'd most like to ask Megan, and then after a minute, I'll uh, ask you to stick your hands up. Go for it.
1: I've been a musician for quite a while, but how do you know if you're actually being called to the music industry? Have you asked God? Yeah, but I've not got a response. Okay. What are people around you saying? Are they, as in the people that you're surrounding yourself, like the people in your church and your youth group? Are they, are they encouraging you towards that? Not really. Okay. <laughs> um, well, the f- the best thing I can say to you then is spend some time, like, really asking God, and He might not answer it in a moment. But if you do feel like you're called to the music industry, then He will He will take you there, and He'll start to open doors eventually, and I mean, you might suddenly, you, you never know what can happen overnight. I remember Simon Brading saying to me once that um, if I wanted to be a worship leader, there's nothing stopping Jen Johnson calling me up one night saying, can you come sing on a song? Like God's powerful. He can open doors in a moment. Um, so keep praying and he will open doors. If, if you feel like you're called to the music industry, I'm sure he will, um, he'll open doors for you eventually. His timing's perfect. Thank you. It's, good. it's
0: cool. Uh, this guy. Hello so um, <clears throat> I wanted to ask where do you see yourself in ten years or five ten years yeah. in the music industry
1: in the music industry okay so personally i'd, I'd love to be writing songs for like massive artists. Um, I actually want to set up my own uh, label to to provide for those songwriters um, and artists who are Christians and want to write for the secular industry um, that is a massive dream of mine. Um, I also see myself not in this in this country. Um, uh, so I can't say exactly where that is, but um, I'm excited for where God's calling me and I just want to carry on and go places with music. It's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. So my daughter here is an amazing singer um, and she's got a real heart to lead worship and at home, sometimes I sneak in and video her because she's Aww. so good. But when she gets up at the front... Yes. the confidence goes and she struggles a little bit with her reading so having that in front of her doesn't really help what tips would you give to be able to like transport
0: the home worship to the front of church
1: so it's like a kind of performance anxiety thing then I guess um, so actually I, I used to be terrified um, going up on stage um, I'm, I was quite terrified getting up on stage doing a talk today as well um, it's, this is definitely not my my normal thing to do um, Yeah, what I'd recommend doing is I know it's not, you don't do worship open mics, it's not really a thing, but like, I would highly recommend doing open mics because there's some super supportive people in in those rooms who just want to feed back and sometimes it's hard to hear feedback but that's the first step hearing feedback and hearing your own voice as well so getting up on a mic and actually hearing your voice a lot of the time I'll be nervous before something and actually as soon as I've said the first thing into a mic I'm like oh I'm fine now Um, so it's it is just it's hard to get to that point but open mics are really good opportunities just to to start that and um yeah, there's some really supportive people. So we've also got an open mic here. Um, so if you ever want to come and do an open mic, there's, there's some amazing team in this lounge who will give you feedback and encourage you and um, tell you how to improve as well. Um, yeah, does that answer your question? Thank you.
0: Great. I think uh, the next open mic is Saturday, tomorrow afternoon, right? Okay, yeah, tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, so if you, if you wanted to, that's, uh, that's the next step. Anyone else? Hello. Hey, Zach. Hey, um, how do you as a follower of Jesus um, find kind of working in an industry that is so image based yeah. um, just as a mo- at the moment we're trying to process like stage the look of a band on stage how do you uh, is it really important to look like a musician or look like a band when you're on stage or even with the pressures of you know, social media and mm-hmm. getting your band or artist image out there how do you Kind of yeah. keep that together with being a humble follower of Jesus, who's not all about outward appearances.
1: Um. So I love like branding. That's one of my favorite things. So I did a whole dissertation on like branding and image. And, um. But so I, I don't know if some of you know, but there is a there's a massive thing in the music industry right now about the portrayal of women. Um. And I don't know if you, a lot of a lot of you have seen, but um, when women are portrayed in the music industry, sometimes they're not like wearing a lot or something like that and um, yeah it's, it is quite hard to, to feel like you need to conform to that but also to do the complete opposite but look at Billie Eilish I mean, she's someone that wears shorts like down to here and will wear like a massive T-shirt. I don't think the music industry is saying you have to look a certain way. I think there's definitely, in branding, there's ways to be clean about branding, but in terms of image, you can can look like whatever you want. And I think, particularly as a brand, if you want to look like someone who wears shorts down to there, go with it, but make it something that you're going with every day. Um, So yeah for me I love to wear bright colours Um, but that doesn't mean to say I need to wear bright colours and not a lot I like to wear bright colours and like long t-shirts and things like that so does that answer your question (laughs) I think um, yeah I think with image if you've got a story to tell as an artist go with it and you don't you don't need to be conformed by, by what other people are saying because if you believe in yourself as an artist then like that as an artist that also means what you wear as well so artists like includes everything not just the music um if you see yourself as an artist go with that run with it as a brand and as a business um and yeah no one can really tell you what what you can and can't wear and if they are they're probably not the right people to work with so <laughs> yeah. fab right, here we go Hi. Um, so, like a lot of creative people, I know I can be quite hard on myself sometimes. Um, and how would you say you, like, find the line between not being hard on yourself, but keeping yourself disciplined and, like, on track? Yeah. I'm very hard on myself. <laughs> My husband will nod at that. Um, I often... I'll have times where I'm like, oh, I love what I'm doing. And I'll have times when I'm like, oh, I just want to give up. Like, I really want to give up. I feel like a failure. And... Um, like I was saying about daily devotionals and stuff we're not failures I mean we've all sinned and stuff like that but (laughs) we're we're children of God and God's got a plan for you Um, and so if you are feeling down I guess was that the the question is it about being feeling down or criticizing yeah Okay, surround yourself with people who will say the opposite of that. Um, So for me, my husband will be like, why are you calling yourself a failure? Um, Why am I criticizing myself? Trust me, I'm the best person at walking off a stage and criticizing every single thing that I've done on stage. I'm like, why did I say that word? Why did I sing that note slightly above what it's meant to be? Like, I'm the worst person, but I need to surround myself with people at that time who are just going to be like, no, you did well, Megan. You you go at it. You keep going. You do the next gig, and you're going to get better and better. And God's going to develop you with time and all those things, and I need to... I, I know for myself I need to surround myself with those people Um, so get a community of people that will encourage you and um, I also have teams of people who pray for me like there's a lot of people in our church who will set up just a a quick whatsapp group when something's going on and say hey I I need prayer for this and and I love it when that comes up because I'm like, great, we're a community. We love praying for each other. So, um, yeah, if you, if you feel like you're self-critical, set up, a, um, set up a little group on Facebook or something and every time you do a gig or whatever, just get people to just say, I'm doing a gig. Can you guys pray for me? Can you give me words of wisdom? Can you, can you encourage me? And I'm sure they will and they'll, they'll love to do that. Christians love that. That's good.
0: Yeah, we do. Here we go. Add another one. So how do you go about making contacts?
1: Um, so as I say I think I'm a pro networker now Um, uh, I definitely didn't used to be Um, uh, making contacts I love spend I love spending time like going on LinkedIn um Facebook. I spend way too much time like scrolling through newsfeed, but it's also the best way. Um, so I scroll through newsfeed and may- maybe like a festival has come up, and I'll screenshot that, and I will do like extensive research. There's a, um, a really good thing that I came across the other day, actually, called um, Record of the Day. Was that was that right? Um, Record of the Day is just a website online which has like everyone 's email addresses on in the music industry it 's really helpful. I only found out about it the other day, but it was it was incredibly helpful um, What else go to networking sessions um, there 's something on every year called BBC introducing live which is um, they also call it amplify and it happens in London every year and it 's basically just like a massive networking opportunity for emerging artists like everyone 's there they have speakers. Um, I think Ed Sheeran did a talk there a couple of years ago and like, they've got managers, they've got, they've got everything. They have panels so you can ask them questions and you can net- network with people who are on the stage. They'll talk to you afterwards. And there's just great networking sessions to like, as in like, you'll get into a little bar and you just meet people and it's really great. But yeah, I um, think the place to start is doing some research. Um, I wouldn't have even heard about Amplify, the BBC introducing thing, if I hadn't done research. So start with some research. Have a scroll through, like, different music pages on, on Facebook and hopefully something will come up for you.
0: Fab. Uh, we'll just do maybe one more over here.
1: Um. So you said, like, about your parents and stuff. So how are you able to, like, assure them now that you're okay when they think you're worried or, like, you know, just yeah. stuff like that? <clears throat> they still don't feel assured. <laughs> um... So I recently played Glastonbury and it was amazing and possibly one of the best experiences I've had to date. And playing at Glastonbury is like a proper win as a music artist, like it's really good. So I played Glastonbury and I came back and I told my parents how it went and they were like, oh, that's really cool. And then a couple of days later, my mum sent me an email being like, do you want to apply for this graduate internship in marketing for a year? And I was like... I don't get how they, they, they don't understand but also that's, that's how they love um, so they love me by wanting to know that I'm stable and going at a full time job so I pray a lot for them I do um, me and my husband will spend like hours in prayer for them because we just want their hearts to be changed and there's nothing I can do to tell them that what I'm doing is right I can't even say "Oh, I'm trusting God they won't, they won't hear that but all I can do is I can pray for them and I can pray for their hearts to be changed. And we've, had some, we've, we've seen some amazing things come through. Like, they, they weren't even supportive of us getting married and then they were at the wedding and smiling the whole day. Like, we know that prayer works. Yeah. Um, I even know that my dad's boss goes to a church in, in Birmingham, which I didn't know about until a year ago. And I was like, wow, okay, God has got them surrounded. So I, I feel assured that they will come to faith at some point and be you know supportive of me and music and in my faith and everything um but i can't they're not assured yet but the only thing i can do is prayer it works